All right, time to talk a little bit of AFLW here on the program now. We had uh, some disappointing results over the weekend for our WA teams. And uh, here to help us talk all about that is sports journalist out of Victoria, AFLW expert Nick Negropontis. Nick, welcome to the program. Matt, thanks for having me again. No, always a pleasure, Nick. Uh, uh, how are you uh, doing at the moment? Uh, the AFL season not too far away now, coming up on the 16th, only uh, just over a week away. Uh, how are your blues shaping up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's easy to get carried away with beating beating Melbourne in, in a practice match. Um, <laughs> I'm personally keeping the lid as firmly on as possible, but I know others aren't, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm still entirely expecting Richmond to win, but it's a, it's a busy time. Footy season is about to get start. AFLW finals, NBA playoffs, stn.com.au is your home of your coverage of, of all of that stuff. And more, we've got predictions coming from all of our uh, on-air experts coming in the next few days. So, um, yeah, it's getting busy, getting busy around the season. Certainly, uh, yeah, we're, uh, things are really starting to heat up now in the AFLW season. We're nearing the end of the home and away and uh, beginning of the finals, as you mentioned. And, uh, well, uh, the Dockers, they've uh, they've lost some some of their form uh, in recent weeks. I know they've lost a few players as well, some big names, but, geez, that was a disappointing loss to Melbourne over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, obviously they didn't have Emma O'Driscoll or either Antonio for the game because of uh, COVID health and safety protocols, which are now... Uh, hitting Fremantle and West Coast harder than any other team at the moment. Obviously, the Victorian team hit pretty hard at the start of the season. But I think with Fremantle in particular, it's been... It's, it's hard to underestimate how difficult this season has been for them. They've been on the road for the first half of it. They, were, they performed above expectations. They did everything they could. Now they get home, and now that you know, COVID issues back home are hitting them hard. And I think it all just caught up with them on the weekend, and Melbourne got a sniff early. They took complete control and there was just no going back afterwards. Um, I wouldn't have ever guessed that Fremantle would concede the first 100-point score and a game would go like that, especially in their backyard. But I guess in the end, it did happen and Fremantle need to somehow swallow that performance and bounce back this week because they're still going to play finals and they're still probably going to host the home final to start start the AFLW finals. Mm. Uh, and, uh, well, for, for Melbourne, they were great. Daisy Pierce, five goals to her name. Taylor Harris, is, who's been on fire as well, with three um, goals as well. And uh, just Kate Hall with three as well. Just multiple goal scorers uh, for the Ds and uh, plenty of possessions. But uh, Daisy Pierce in particular, she was outstanding. Yeah, she's still a top 10 player in the league, Daisy Pierce. I don't really care what anyone says. I've seen some top five lists in the last few days and stuff. and. None of them look particularly accurate, in my humble opinion. But yeah, Daisy is Daisy is the most uh, she's she's the smartest player in the league. I think that goes without saying. But she's still got all the smarts and talent of a player of the best player in the competition uh, five or six years ago. She's obviously a bit older now, but um, it's easy to forget that in the the WFL days she was the best player in the competition by an absolute mile for about a decade there and. Just because she's in her mid-30s now doesn't mean she's lost any of that. And whether it was going behind the ball against Brisbane and changing that game or kicking five against the Dockers here and playing that prominent key forward role, uh, she is she is that that important to Melbourne's premiership hopes. Um, she might even be their most important player 
uh, overall to them winning the flag. What's the latest, uh, back to Freya, what's the latest on Kiara Bowers? Will she be playing finals footy? I'm not sure. It's been weird, hasn't it? It's kind of gone off the radar whether um, what's, what's happened with her because obviously she missed those two games, two games with suspension and then had that knee issue. But obviously Freo desperately needed her. And not having her as well as the Antonios and O'Driscoll on the weekend was a lot to ask for, for a team that's been through a lot. So you would hope that they're just taking their time and getting her right for for finals. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I'm not entirely sure on that one. Uh, and, uh, well, then to back it up, really, at Optus Stadium, the, the game right after uh, Melbourne defeating the Dockers, it was the Doggies just absolutely annihilating the West Coast Eagles, 68 to 8. Uh, so does that keep the Doggies' hopes of making finals alive? It's a good question. I don't think so. I mean, it does on a te- technically, but they'll have to be the raging hot Brisbane this weekend mm. in order to do it, and they'll have to do it. Oh no, they don't need because they had because um, they had the draw. They don't need the percentage. So no, a win, a win, a win, and a Collingwood loss gets them into finals. Yeah. But it's asking a lot up against Brisbane, who have been just dominant outside of Melbourne and Adelaide. They're clearly the best three teams at this point. They Brisbane went from having a home game against North to having to fly down to Melbourne because of the floods in Queensland and still rocked up and smashed the roost. So, yeah, I think it's hard to see the Dogs pulling that one off. They also need Collingwood to lose to Richmond at the same time. Mm. Uh, so I, I, don't, I don't quite see that happening, but it is still possible. It would uh, it would be quite miraculous, no doubt about that. Uh, the Pies have been playing some pretty good footy as of late as well. Have a pretty easy matchup in the Tigers and well the Lions. Jeez, they've been flying. They play, they move the ball very well, Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane, Melbourne, and Adelaide, and I, I would have had North Melbourne in that category until this week. Have have really excelled in terms of ball movement, speed around the ground. What's what's turned Brisbane and Melbourne into really dominant teams in the last year and a half is they have on the outside but they also have um, they're using essentially players who you could consider key forwards on the wing like Zimmy Farquharson for, for Brisbane and Eden Zanker and uh, Alyssa Bannon for Melbourne where you've got these players who are key, key forward size in AFLW terms and were brought through the ranks as marking forwards being used on the outside on wings for their speed their marking their ability to, to um turn one-on-one contests into wins it's it's been hugely effective for them and uh it's a, it's one of the reasons why brisbane and melbourne in particular have been so strong this year mm. uh we saw we saw a great game uh, between the crows and the pies uh adelaide getting the win just by two points at norwood oval woodland a uh, couple of goals to her name uh, we saw Aaron Phillips back in action, 17 possessions and a goal. Uh, Marinoff and Hatchard just doing their thing as per usual. So uh, a good win for the Crows. Who do you think is in the better form at the moment, Adelaide or Brisbane? I think it's Brisbane, honestly. Melbourne, I'm sorry, Adelaide have been, have been good, but they haven't, they haven't blown, blown me away, if I'm being honest. Collingwood, um, without Bruce Davey, without Britt Benici, uh, Steph Ciotti playing injured, Chloe Malloy playing injured. Uh, you know, they're still adjusting to a, a midfield without Shani Norder, who was the best ruck in the competition. And they nearly rocked the Crows. The Crows only managed four goals. They didn't really move the ball well. Um, they've, they've been impressive in previous weeks. Obviously, they beat, they beat again an under-strength free last week, which is an impressive win. But no, uh, And they smashed 
GWS coming off COVID, which is, again, hard to read anything into. But I think Brisbane and Melbourne are the clear two best teams, as we saw in that Monday night clash between the two. Uh, so I'm, I'm backing them in at the moment for the, for the grand final with Adelaide mm. just behind and we saw, uh, to close out the round, your Blues defeating the Gold Coast Suns, winners by 30 points. Uh, an impressive performance. And, uh, well, Carlton, they, they won't make the finals, but, uh, they're, they're, but they're pretty close this year. If they do win another game, they'll just miss out on basically percentage, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens this week. Uh, the Blues play Melbourne at Casey Field, which is the ultimate test. And I'm very curious to see what happens because the Blues have won their last three. They've beaten... Um, opponents beneath them, but they've, it's also uh, interesting to note that Carlton came into the season with the toughest fixture. They're the only team who played the other all six uh, AFLW finalists uh, this season, and they've lost all of those games while beating teams beneath them. So, if you want to play finals, you have to beat the finalists, but they're the only team who have had to go through all six uh, finalists. So, um, they've put on some good form in recent weeks, but this will be the ultimate test. Can they beat Melbourne at Casey with Melbourne playing for a week one bye? Um, and will a win there or will a good performance there, what does it mean for Daniel Harford going forward? Will Matty Prasparkas, will these players, will they consider leaving for Essendon and Hawthorne? Uh, what does it all mean? It's, it's, a big, it's a big game for Carlton, even if they can't play finals. Hey, uh, Nick, before I do let you go, um, we did mention at the, at the top that the AFL season, not too far away now, the 16th of March, but... We won't be seeing the regular Carlton Richmond game. It will be, uh, we will see that, but uh, not to kick off the season. It will be a, a grand final replay on the Wednesday. What do you make of the grand final replay and, and footy being on a Wednesday night to kick off the year? Um, I'm, I'm a bit mixed on it, if I'm being honest. I like the Wednesday night start. Um, more primetime games, the better. Um, I don't like it being the grand final replay. I think the grand final replay is big enough to stand on its own make that a round two game or a round three game. Um, I like. I think the NFL has it perfect where the the reigning premier from the previous year starts the season and they start it against the big team, but not the grand final replay. So, um, you know, this year it'll, it'll probably, um, yeah, so, so to, to explain that, it would probably be something like maybe Melbourne Carlton or Melbourne Collingwood or something like that to start the season rather than going with Melbourne Bulldogs because, that game sells itself. It doesn't need the billing of being the first game of the year. I would save that and go with something else. Um, Carlton Richmond, I'm not fussed with that being the first game game of the year. Carlton have lost 700 of those in a row. They haven't beaten Richmond since 2013. So, and uh, the less Carlton in the spotlight in round one, the better. Frankly, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, but uh, no, it'll be an amazing game. I actually think the Bulldogs will will win because they are emotionally charged and the D's are coming off a very long premiership function run where I'm not sure whether that's got them perfectly primed for the start of the season. They might be a bit slow out of the blocks. I think the dogs might jump them. Nick, uh, a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for your time. No worries, Matt. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And uh, there he goes. Nick Negroponte, sports journalist out of Victoria. Thank him for his time here on the program.